I joined with Elisha A. Hoffman way back in the 1800s. He penned the words to the song entitled, Is Your All on the Altar? Based on Leviticus chapter 1 and verse 9. Oh, we never can know what the Lord will bestow of the blessings from which we have prayed. Till our body and soul he doth fully control and our all on the altar is laid. Question, is your all on the altar a sacrifice led? Your fate does the spirit control. You can only be blessed and have peace and sweet rest as you yield him your body and soul. If you do not know Jesus Christ as Savior, I urge you even before you listen to this devotion to call out to him, acknowledging that you need him and that he is able to save you. Let him know that you know that you have sinned and you're sorry and you're coming to him, asking him to forgive you of your sins and to save you and to cleanse you. And with the help of God that you would live for him. Remember, if you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I trust today that you will call on God for salvation. Last morning, I wish sharing with you, answering the question that was asked, what is the meaning of a Nazarite? What it means to be a Nazarite? And we are in the book of Numbers, and we stopped there last time in chapter 6. We were down to verse number 12. I want to read on for you, and if you are following, you will get your answer. And if for some reason you have to move away, then you can go to Numbers chapter 12 and read it there for yourself. And this is the law of the Nazarite. When the days of his separation are fulfilled, he shall be brought unto the door of the tabernacle of the congregation, and he shall offer his offering unto the Lord, one he lamb of the first year without blemish for a burnt offering, and one ewe lamb of the first year without blemish for a sin offering, and one ram without blemish for a peace offering. And you know, as I stop and think of all that they had to bring to offer for their sins, how these animals had to be killed for the covering of their sins, I thank God. That slaughterhouse where they would go to carry those animals, boy, that must have been a place. Animals being killed in daily for the covering of sin. But I thank God that Jesus Christ went to the cross once and for all. And he says, without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sin. And Jesus Christ shed his blood for us. And when he shed his blood for us, he said, it is finished. I am glad that salvation is paid for in the Lord Jesus Christ and we can have faith in him. But even though we have faith in him, it comes a time in some of our lives that we get discouraged and some people go back into the world and do not serve God. 
the way they did before. And like I've said, and I'm saying, I am not here to condemn anybody. Why? Because it happened to me. And if God could turn me around and bring me back, then God can do the same for you. That's all I'm here for. I'm here to let you know that he loves you and he wants you to come on back home. He said, on a basket of unleavened bread, cakes of fine flour mingled with oil, and waffles of unleavened bread anointed with oil, and their meat offering and their drink offering, and the priest shall bring them before the Lord and shall offer his sin offering and his burnt offering, and he shall offer the ram for a sacrifice of peace unto the Lord. And with the basket of the unleavened bread, the priest shall offer also his meat offering and his drink offering, and the Nazarite shall shave the head of his separation at the door of the tabernacle of the congregation and shall take the hair of the head of his separation and put it in the fire which is under the sacrifice of the peace offering and the priest shall take the sodden shoulder of the ram and the unleavened cake out of the basket and one unleavened wafer and shall put them upon the hand of the Nazarite after the hair of his separation be shaven, and the priest shall weave them for a weave offering before the Lord. This is holy for the priest with the weave breast and the heave shoulder, and after that the Nazarite may drink wine. This is the law of the Nazarite who had vowed and of his offering unto the Lord for his separation beside that his hands shall get according to the vow which he vowed. So he must do after the law of separation. Now, Samson was one who fit this category. He was born to be a Nazarite. Samson, as a child, was very unusual with wonderful parents. He was brought up as a Nazarite, Samson had vowed to live a separated life unto the Lord. So are many today who once serve him faithfully. But for some reason, they have drifted away. May I tell you, Samson was a man of prayer. Yes, you may be listening to me today. You too are was a man of prayer. But to be honest, that has gone away from your daily life. Many are no longer praying. Some even cease believing those who once believe. They cease believing in the fact that God answers prayer. Listen to Samson pray when he did. In Judges 15 and verse number 18, and he was so thirsty and called on the Lord and said, Thou hast given this great deliverance into the hand of thy servant. And now shall I die for thirst and fall in the hands of the uncircumcised? What is he doing? He's praying. He's talking to God. Listen to him when he, he prayed the man, Samson. And Samson called unto the Lord and said, O Lord God, remember me, I pray thee. And strengthen me, I pray thee, only this once, O God that I may be at once avenged of the Philistines for my two eyes. 
in his backslidden state. There he is before God, and he is talking to God about those who pluck his eyes out. Samson did not learn how to bring his body under subjection. That's something that we all must learn. And therefore, because he became a castaway, God put Samson on the side. He put God on the side first, and then God put him on the side. But praise God, later on, God restored him again. As we look at this, we find a solemn warning about playing with sin. That resulted in the judge of Israel defeated playing with sin, strength depleted, and his sight gone. Yet he is mentioned in Hebrews 11. When I come back, I want us to notice some facts about Samson and his enemy. This morning, I want to beg you, if you have been with the Lord, and for some reason you are not walking with the Lord like you did before, I'm encouraging you to come on back. Come on back to that sweet fellowship that you once had. You know, you may feel like, you know, I, I cannot go back there, there where. Well, I cannot go back to that church. The truth of the matter is, if you come back to God, God will direct you where to go. Come back to God. Acknowledge you're wrong. Stop blaming other people. Acknowledge it's me who have sinned. Be like David. I have sinned and is ever before me. And if you confess your sin, he's faithful, he's just to forgive you and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. Father, in the name of Jesus, I want to thank you so much, Lord, that you are a God of a second and a third and a fourth chance. Lord, thank you. Thank you, dear God, for all the chances that you give us and for the one that you are extending another chance to. But Lord, there is that one that is close to eternity that you are speaking to today. Lord, may that person see their need and come running for us. You just have your way as we try to encourage one another. And as your people share, bless them for sharing the word. And may many of their loved ones come to know you as Savior because of their faithfulness in sharing the word of God. Thanks for the opportunity. Bless your people. We love you. Remember those that are sick. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. Do have a great day.